1: Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today.
0: Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
1: Hour number one of the get-right. We're Reggie KG on 105. Three of the Fan. Kevin Gray. Reginald will a at tool. How
0: can it be hour number one? It's 9 o'clock.
1: <laughs> I think we got three hours tonight. On the get right, Rego Mendoza holding down for you on you turn it on, leave it on stage. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The text line is 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053. If you want to get in on the conversation, as I mentioned, we are with you until midnight tonight. Will the Lakers still be in the NBA playoffs or will they be eliminated, headed to Cancun? By the time we get done with our show tonight, we will let you know how things end in Tinseltown, between the Lakers and the Nuggets, seventy-three to sixty right now. The Lakers up by thirteen. That is because LeBron James said, "If we gonna go home, it's not gonna be because of me." <laughs> LeBron James went full old man game in the first half, dominating for the Los Angeles Lakers as they try to stave off elimination. Stave. Tonight against the Denver Nuggets Uh, at Kevin Gray Sports at Reg at a If you want to get at us on Twitter, six numbers that define the Eastern and Western Conference finals. So far, we'll get to here in just a moment. Appreciate you joining us. If you have listened, if you had listened to the Rangers, unfortunately, fall to the Pittsburgh Pirates in game one of their three game series. Good guys fall six to four. On the road in Game One, Nathan Evaldi will look to try and help the Rangers even up their series tomorrow. First pitch at 5:35 on the Louisiana Hot Sauce Rangers Radio Network. Rangers Radio Network, uh, where they are looking to hold off a hot Houston Astros ball club. I see what
0: you did there because Louisiana Hot Sauce. Uh huh. See there,
1: trying mm-hmm. to pay the bills here. Mm-hmm. So we will see if the Rangers can get the series even at one when they take on. Pittsburgh tomorrow again, first pitch at 535. Nathan Evaldi, uh going to be taking the mound for your Texas Rangers. Stars will also be in action tomorrow as the Stars look to climb back into their Western Conference final against the Vegas Golden Knights because unfortunately not one but two overtime losses in games one and two have your Stars down 0-2 coming back to the american airlines center but hey
0: don't remember, you know what they say the series don't start until somebody wins on the road uh, uh, well does that uh, apply here um well it's we're gonna just gonna make it apply we're gonna make it i say because it might be a little while if that's the case <laughs> just we're just gonna make it work um but hey jason robertson hey welcome he's, he's back welcome welcome back oh are we switching up the run sheet because now we just talking about all the all the stuff that well we i just need. want
1: to make sure we touched on a little oh, okay, bit before cool. we got to everything else cool. um cool. Don't, don't make it weird, 682. We're hearing y'all after a Rangers game. Don't make it weird.
0: I mean, it's weird being here after a Rangers game.
1: Just enjoy it. Enjoy the experience that is the get right for Education on 105 through the fan. Uh, because the experience
0: so far for the Lakers and the Celtics has been hell. <laughs> so far. Ah, no, nah, the- that's not fair. That's <laughs> not fair. We can't make those things like those are two the same like those are the same thing. The Lakers have what? been playing pretty well. They're, They're just both down 3 0. Yeah, no, but these are not the same. These are not the same 3 uh, 0. <laughs> the Lakers have been playing pretty well. They're just outclassed as a better basketball team. The Denver Nuggets are. Like it just that's the case, right? The Lakers made themselves a better basketball team over the course of the season from where they were to start the season. They started two ten right? Um, and They They sure did. They made themselves a pretty good basketball team. A good basketball team, in fact. You don't even have to qualify. it. The Nuggets have been this. Like, the Nuggets have been a very good team that has played together for a long time. Um, The Celtics are just doing you-know-what in the bed, right? Like, this is just, that's a different level, right? There's some honor and respect and dignity in what the Lakers have been doing.
1: (laughs) None in Boston. No, 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 no. Six numbers to help make sense of a lopsided conference finals round so far. This coming from the ringer, and we start with the aforementioned Boston Celtics because I have not been as embarrassed watching a game for a team that is not the Dallas Mavericks in a long time the way I was watching the Boston Celtics get down
0: in game three against the Miami Heat. Kevin, what have I been saying all playoffs long? Or it really feels like it's been like a, a few months. This is who they are. This is what they do, <laughs> right? Like the Boston Celtics, for some reason, are a type of team that they will find the answer. And where a lot of other teams will go, well, I'm just going to keep hitting the answer over and over. The Boston Celtics are like, but why don't we try something else? Let's mix it up. I Let's make it a little harder for ourselves. Let's do some different stuff. And they they, they are doing that oftentimes. And and it's getting to a point where it's not only just we are going away from the things that work tactically in the game. You're also seeing, like, mental lapses. You're seeing... you know, Robert Williams, who is a very good defensive center, do rookie type stuff like jumping at pump fakes. It's been a damn
1: layup line so far in this series for the Miami Heat against the Celtics.
0: There's, It's just been really embarrassing is it's really the only way to talk about it. And like there is some X's and O's on it to give like credit to the Miami Heat and things of that nature. But it really has been a letting go of the rope by the Boston Celtics. One of those numbers that indicates that Um, maybe not exactly. But here, let's talk about this. The Miami Heat are shooting 47.8% from beyond the arc. <laughs> now, m- mind you, I, I gotta laugh because this is the lowest
1: scoring team in the league coming into these playoffs. Right. I wanted
0: to give you that context. Uh <laughs> they led they did lead the NBA in three point percentage in not this season, but the season prior, right? Um, and that remember, last year they were the number one seed in leads. All right. This year they ranked 27th in three point percentage. And the only heat player who had shot better than league average on threes, do you know his name? His name is Tyler Hero. <laughs> that guy hasn't played all playoffs, they basically. He got in injured playoffs. early. Like this, this is the this is the team. It's the rest of the dudes who none of them were shooting above league average that are now coming together and shooting 47.8% on three points.
1: Bro, they let Gabe Vincent get off for 29 last night.
0: It's it's I don't even want to. Gabe like, Vincent. With all due respect. Yeah, no, you said that in a real, real nasty way there, buddy.
1: Uh, but
0: <laughs> I'm just echoing Jalen Brown's sentiments. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> Jalen Brown don't got room to talk right now. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Uh, but no, that, that these are the things. Like, And some of this is like they are getting open shots. But some of this is just incredible shot making. Yes. To the point where, like, I understand why the Boston Celtics probably at some point were like, yeah, but the Heat can't keep shooting like this. This isn't really who they are. But the thing that's kind of different about the NBA playoffs is, yes, you have a larger sample size than say the uh, than the NFL playoffs. But seven games is not a wildly large sample. Considering, assuming that you even get to seven games, right? It could be four games, five games, and if you can, you can, you can shoot anomalously or as an anomaly for four games. That's a possibility. Right, we've seen those type of runs, and I don't even think that's entirely an anomaly because they've shot very well from three. The Miami Heat have this postseason, but this is absurd. Yes, it is. I mean, quite literally, the best shot making games of this postseason. Uh, the let's see, of six of the best shot making games, how many of do you, how many of them do you think the Heat posted?
1: <laughs> I'm cheating because I see what is
0: this? What five? Four. <laughs> four, four of the six four. <laughs> were Jeez. the Miami Heat shooting, <laughs> and uh two of those are against the Celtics. Like this, this has just been incredible shooting on their ha- on their behalf. Another number here. 42.3. 42.3 um when you look at all of the undrafted players that this team has had um 42.3 point 42.3 points per game in the conference finals is what the Heat bench is averaging.
1: Good gracious. I mean, look even Duncan Robinson's made appearances in these games. It's Duncan like, oh, Robinson
0: has been where unplayable. Where has he been at? He's been basically unplayable since the last time that the Heat were in this position.
1: <laughs> and yet he's out here knocking down threes, standing outside the three-point line, just waiting for opportunities because he's been getting wide-open looks. Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, who we mentioned, even Kyle Lowry has played pretty well so far in this series. I'm just amazed at how this bench group for the Miami Heat, has played as consistently as they have been. But the Celtics have allowed them to have wide-open looks. And usually when you give NBA-caliber players wide-open looks, you're going to knock them down a lot of the
0: time. And on top of that, right, like some of the people that shouldn't be, like Duncan Robinson, who is a shooter, and that's what he's paid to do. The problem is he has been unplayable, not because he hasn't been able to shoot, but because he's defensively woeful. And the Celtics have not played him off the court. The Celtics have allowed him to be on defense and sit over in the corner and not hide. defend. And what do I say about the playoffs? The playoffs is more about what you can't do than what you can do. And the reason why that is, is because good teams look at the other team's weakness and say, I am going to hammer your weakness. The Celtics have been refusing to do that.
1: The other number that I caught my attention here when we look at these six numbers that have defined these conference finals so far is the final one for this this series is the number 23. That is because Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have more turnovers combined than assists. Twenty-three to twenty-one, which has been an MO for this team all season long. Turning over the basketball is something that they have done consistently throughout the course of the year, and it has been abysmal in this series so far against the Miami
0: Heat. Yeah, man, you can't play you can't play less than stellar basketball. You know, playing unclean basketball for lack of a better term is not going to get you anywhere at this level of the game right you've got to play uh, being more talented is a good thing which is what they are they are the more talented team nobody will break bad with you on that but one thing about the heat in particular is that they are they are they have this heat culture thing quote unquote and that is like we do the right thing every day we give maximum effort all the time and they try and play the cleanest basketball that they can right like because they don't
1: have any margin for error. No margins.
0: That's the word exactly. And the Celtics are like, it's fine, right? It, it, it is the proverbial tortoise and hare. And right now, the Celtics being the hare are just giving up all <laughs> of the lead. And that they find themselves down 3-0. Now, somebody decided to come at me on the truckwreck.com text line 817 because they think I'm being a Lakers apologist. When I say that the Lakers have actually like kind of... Uh, you know, handled themselves fairly well as probably as well as they can. This is just a better Denver Nuggets team. I'll stand by that. You can say what you want, whatever. Um, That being the case, how about this number? 41.4% when we talk about the Denver Nuggets. Denver is making 41.4% of their three-pointers in this series. Which is impressive. Right. Like it's the only team that's shooting better than them in the postseason is the Miami Heat. Yeah. Right? Like this. Yeah. This this is a team that they're good at shooting threes. They've got quite a few dudes that can do it. And the Lakers are not. So the math game is already a place where the Denver Nuggets are going to be more successful.
1: I mean, Catavius Caldwell Pope has been very good for the Denver Nuggets in this in this series. You're gonna get some shot making from Michael Porter Jr. from the outside you know a little bit from Aaron Gordon, Brown will give you some of that as well and Nikola Jokic will throw up a bunch of junk at times and just make it himself. So, yeah, it's it's been incredible shot making from the Denver Nuggets so far in this series and you just have to tip your cap to And
0: them. it's not it's not like absurd. It's not it's not out of the norm. This is who they are. This is what they do. They have just been this level of team. The problem the reason why some folks didn't see it and some folks were not able to acknowledge it like widely and I will include myself in that because I do not want to sound like some level of hypocrite is because like we just don't pay enough attention to the Nuggets because the Nuggets historically haven't been one of those teams um how about this this is a little bit of a a different number right 1.67 when we talk about pick and rolls um And when we talk about possessions, there's this advanced stat called points per possession, right? Mm -hmm. And when we take all the possessions and kind of average out how many points you get per each possession, right? When it comes to pick and rolls with Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic, your two best players for the Denver Nuggets, they typically, when it's Jokic screening for um, Murray, that is a 1.28 points per play this postseason, I believe, or this season. Um, And that's good because league average is 1.25. Okay. Okay. So, like, quite literally, when those two link up better than, or sorry, not even league average. Um, yeah, no, league average. Best, best pick and roll was 1.25. Best pick and roll this okay. season. So, they better than the best this season, in this postseason. Mm-hmm. When they switch that and Jamal Murray is screening for Jokic, okay. considering the way that Jokic is kind of just like a 6'11 point guard, 1.67 points per possession. <laughs> quite literally, 0.4 points per possession better than any pick and roll that we saw all season. This
1: is what Murray asked the screener for Jokic? Yes.
0: The Lakers have nothing that they Yo. can do to match this. Because those are two guys that you need to be right up on, and you don't have the personnel that can even match. I don't know who in the league has the personnel that can match with those guys. 1.67?
1: There's, there isn't anything that you can do with that. Because what do you do? You allow Murray to be able to get off the dribble – Right, once
0: he screens and gets free, he's going to pop. Yep. You are going to let him shoot from there or if you close out too heavy, now he can go around you. Go around you. Jokic, we've seen just throw stuff up and makes it or he's super strong. So if you get a switch on him and a little guy, he's just going to he's just going to stuff him in the basket. That's absurd. Another another one, 38.5%. Um, when it comes down to that, let me see. I don't I forgot what that number is. I forgot what the last number is. KG? Oh no. Oh, yes. Uh, the Nuggets are getting out into possession 38.5 percent of their defensive rebounds, which is almost 10 percentage points higher than the regular season mark. So in addition to being a better team, they're running. They're running on the Lakers. The Lakers are not a team that defends transition well. And they're like, you're a great defensive team when you're in the half court. You got old legs, all these things. We're just going to push you.
1: Do you know who in some of that who has been leading some of that break to who it's been Jokic? Jokic will get the board. and He'll start to push the ball in transition, and you're looking at this lumbering six foot eleven. You know, doesn't look athletically, you know, pleasing to be watching out here. Just he's doing it right now. as we're As we're talking about, he's literally got and, the rebound and they're pushing not the set, ball up the floor,
0: and there's an open three pointer.
1: Like he's a marvel to watch, given his size, his frame, and yet the boundless skill that Nikola Jokic possesses possesses is kind of crazy
0: so my friend from the A A17, when I say that the Denver Nuggets have just been a better team all the way across these are the things that I'm pointing to like the the Nuggets have been a very good team and they're well coached and some of this is like the things that we like to talk about in sports where the continuity the things that they've developed the additions that they've made and Katavius Caldwell point, Pope to help progress the defense like they've just played this smart all the way around and they deserve all the credit in the world and it's kind of funny that people get mad at me for not banging on the lakers because i the way that michael malone and seemingly everybody else has viewed it is (laughs) hey man everybody's talking about the lakers why are you not talking about the nuggets we absolutely should talk about the nuggets because they've been great
1: uh real quick we're gonna go to break here but the denver nuggets after being down by as many as 15 in this game are now up 82 81 with 439 left in the third quarter and what did I tell you before the show what they were going to do? They waited Bron out. The Lakers have been horrendous from the field in the third quarter. And LeBron has been awful in the third quarter. They waited him out. That's, that's the problem with great folks. <laughs> they
0: can dial it up. They just can't dial it up as frequently or for as long. And I think that's what we have. LeBron came out and decided, I'm going to win this game. And I don't know how much of the win this game Juicy had. Because after halftime, it hasn't looked like what it looked like in the first half.
1: To get right with Reggie KG right here on 105 through the fan. Coming up next, we are your home of the Dallas Cowboys. The five most important players going into this upcoming season. We discuss it next on 105 through the fan. The five most important Cowboys heading into the 2023 NFL season as we go under the microscope with your Dallas Cowboys. It's the Get Right, Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan, Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, Regal Mendoza holding it down for you here. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The text line is 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053. If you want to get in on the conversation as the Denver Nuggets have walked down the Los Angeles Lakers as the Lakers are trying to stave off elimination, it stave. is tied eighty-three at eighty-three with four minutes left in the third quarter. We are with you until midnight tonight, so we will be able to let you know how things end in Tinseltown. Will it be the Lakers holding on for one more game, or will the Denver Nuggets, for the first time in franchise history, be making their trip, their first trip to the NBA Finals? Denver Nuggets been around for a franchise as a franchise for. 47 years, I believe, looking to make their first ever trip to the NBA Finals.
0: 47?
1: I believe it's 47 years they've been in existence. Um, But we will see if they're able to do so. The Cowboys looking to do something that they haven't done, oh, you know, since 1995. And then, of course, in 1996, winning the actual Super Bowl itself. Which is make it to the Super Bowl. They've been in the NBA 47 years. They had some ABA years before that. Okay, so the NBA itself, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, 47 mm-hmm. years. Okay. Yep. Just didn't make the clear distinction there. No, it's all good. I was
0: just like, that feels a little r- little short, but it also is about the right time. So, no, you're yeah. good. You're good.
1: Uh, they've had some tremendous players in their franchise history.
0: The Fat Lever. Carmelo Anthony.
1: Alex English. Yeah, Alex English. Kiki Vandaway.
0: Coco Daddy is that where we're that's right that's Coco's daddy <laughs> oh that's right that's right they got a Kiki and a Coco and hey. I know they got another one let me go find it
1: Uh great tennis player yes uh, Coco um, but the Cowboys if looking, I told you
0: there was a Kiki and a Coco and one of them was male would you guess it was the Kiki or with the Coco the Kiki but that's because you know are you sure
1: oh wait, if which
0: one was if you hadn't known
1: which one was the male and which one's the yeah. female? yeah I would have said that the female was Kiki. Yeah, that's what I would have thought. Yeah, too, yeah, that's, not, yeah, the way it that's went. not the way it went down. Um, the Cowboys have begun mini minicamp. Uh, they will get on the practice field tomorrow. How about that? As the Cowboys get ready for practice,
0: so we're talking about mm. practice. That also means that I'm getting close to probably needing to do my uh, rewatch of the season.
1: A- Isn't that something? Isn't that something? So here's how the NFL has gotten us, you know, throughout the course of you know time. Now it's about to be the end of May. We're talking about practice, which means not a game. Not a game. All right. We're talking about practice, but you know that means the month of June is right around the corner. And guess what? It might as well be training camp at that point because we only get a month and a half. And next thing you know, hey, the boys going to be heading out to, you know, Oxnard, California to get ready for training camp for 2023. And guess what, Rez? You know what that means? Football season. Football. Football season. The five most important Cowboys, though, heading into the 2023 NFL season. You're going to sense a theme here because these five gentlemen have either gotten paid or about to or about to get paid. Let's start at number five. He falls into the category of about to about to get paid. Would you like to take a guess? Is that CD? CD is going
0: to be earlier or higher. Mm -hmm. Um, Let me see. It's, this is an interesting way you do it because if you go one, it's a little easier to place it. Uh-huh. Uh, about to get paid because Mike is going to come earlier. Is it Trey?
1: Trey Von Diggs comes okay. in at number five. By the way, if Aaron Gore's going to make threes, he might as well cancel Christmas. He might as well cancel Christmas. if he's gonna
0: Who to told play. him he could do that?
1: He's, he's been doing it tonight. <laughs> Look at the numbers. Oh, okay. Exactly. Trey Von Diggs comes in at number five. appreciate John Machado for this latest piece of content that we will go through here. The two-time Pro Bowler has become one of the NFL's top defensive backs, totaling 17 interceptions. That's number one in the National Football League and 49 passes defended in three seasons. Oh, yes, that is number one in the National Football League. Trayvon Diggs comes in at number five in the five, in the five most important Cowboys going into the 2023 season. Do you agree with that?
0: Sure. Right. I mean, like, the defense is clearly – I don't want to say the tip of the spear again, but like it's clearly very important. They've put a lot of emphasis on making sure that the defense is strong, and we understand it's a passing league, man. You got to be able to cover some really good wide receivers, particularly in the NFC. Um, so with that being and the particularly case, particularly in your
1: own division, <laughs> yes,
0: yeah. So with that being the case, you need guys that are up to that challenge. Um, and I mean, look, man, you have an opportunity to do some really, really big if you're uh, Trayvon Diggs, because you look around the NFC. While I've talked about the wide receivers, who are the quarterbacks? You know what I mean? Like, hey. If you if you if someone wants to challenge you, you might have some fun this season. So no, he's he's going to be important, and obviously the tandem will be important. I'm interested to see if we get um, mm-hmm. if we get Stefan Gilmore on this top five, but I also wonder if it's just a lot of that weight of the the pair will then be slid to who is going to be uh, cornerback one in Trayvon Diggs.
1: If nothing else, I am very interested to see how Trayvon Diggs develops his overall game as a corner now that. Stephon Gilmore is going to be in the same room as him, learning from a former NFL defensive player of the year, understanding technique-wise what he has to do, ensuring that he's not cheating and looking in the backfield and getting caught on double moves. Hopefully some of that decreases this upcoming season. Not that the aggressiveness of Trayvon Diggs will go away, but some of the discipline will continue to emerge in his game by working with Stephon Gilmore. Number four, who is the number four most important player for the Cowboys coming into this upcoming season? This is this going to be Tony Pollard? No, he'll come uh, a little later. He'll
0: come soon. Okay, all right. Don't all right. overthink it. You had mentioned it just like a CD minute Land.
1: ago.
0: Yeah, well, that's my thought. It's like, I, there's there's a few guys, and I was like, I feel like Tony Pollard is going to be involved here, but I wouldn't have put him higher than CD. But I get why. I, it makes sense, and we'll get there. But CeeDee Lamb clearly is going to be important. I wonder how much of this is just like we know exactly what he's going to give us. It's not as much of a question mark, I guess, so to say. It's like, oh, yeah, no, he's really good. He's going to be important. He needs to be good, but he's going to be really good. We anticipate that.
1: Sedarian so set career highs in receptions with 107 over 1,350 receiving yards and nine touchdowns, turning himself into a bona fide number one wide receiver mm. did you hear what uh, Devontae adams said the other day i didn't he put uh, now his top five wide receiver group was kind of loose oh i think i saw this because he actually had seven wide receivers i get it including having himself as number one that's right uh but at number five quote unquote he had CeeDee lamb as part of his top five of seven wide receivers uh, in the national football league
0: look man it's tough putting the top seven together like that's something that I always say when we start throwing out top five, top ten, like any of those, is like actually start naming the names because it gets a lot more interesting, particularly when we talk about wide receivers in the NFL. And top seven is great company to be in. We consider like the amount of really, really good wide receivers in this league. Um, I always look at the wide receiver one. Obviously, like there's going to be a, you know, mm-hmm. best wide receiver on a roster. But I kind of look at it like kind of like ace, you know, your ace in in baseball. Yeah. Where there's some guys that are, you know, your, your day one starters. But there, you know, there's a difference between being a day one starter and being an ace, <laughs> and he is the equivalent of an ace now. And so, with that same thing, what I was saying earlier, the expectation of him is higher. But I also think that we we fully believe, by and large, I guess I can't speak for everybody, but um, I think we fully believe that he is going to not capable, not only capable but will deliver more often than not, and pretty much all the time.
1: You're looking at a twenty plus million dollar a year wide receiver in C.D. Lamb his contract negotiations, and when that gets done, will tell us a lot about how the Cowboys feel about him and his future going forward. Number three.
0: I thought this one, uh, mm-hmm. real quick before we mm-hmm. move forward, from the 214 on the truckwreck.com text line. Dak and CD, one and two for me. and that's what I thought that that was going to be a little closer to what we got here. But we're going to slide to number three here, and I think this is where we get Tony Pollard.
1: That's right. That's yeah. where we get Tony Pollard here, of course, coming off of the injury suffered in the playoff game against the San Francisco 49ers. My man's on the franchise tag And he is the number one back for the Dallas Cowboys and will have to carry the load. How much more he emerges in the passing game as well, I think, will give us a lot of information about how the Cowboys will be willing to use him. Because I have said previously that Tony Pollard gives me Christian McCaffrey vibes. In fact, I've even gone even further than that.
0: You've gone very far. And
1: said that he is a better version at times. Those are words that you
0: absolutely said, yes.
1: And I stand ten toes on that because Tony Pollard is dynamic in both the passing and the run game when (laughs) utilized as such. We need to see more of that, and I would love to see more of that this upcoming season
0: absolutely sure fantastic uh the thing is we've had these hypothetical conversations about hey is he a bell cow or is he not a bell cow it's like no he can actually do it y'all just don't think he can he hasn't been given the opportunity well he now he has to Like you you don't have anybody on the roster that profiles as a bell cow even ronald jones who is like a veteran still is a little bit more of Mm. you know that movement kind of gadget guy obviously uh my guy, Deuce Vaughn, absolutely smaller. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he runs between the tackles, but still, he's not, you know, rookie running back, I don't know. I'm not you know, asking to carry the ball
1: 25 times a game.
0: I don't know that he's going to be able to do that Mm-mm. in that way, right? So it really is going to be Tony Parr. We need you to, one, be capable of doing that, and, two, do it consistently and well, right? It's not going to be like, well, you're getting a hang of it, so if you if you produce two yards of carry, it's fine. Oh, no, baby, we going to talk, right? Like, you you need – to be able to do and do well. So it's going to be very interesting to see that. And it almost makes me get to a point where I'm like, if he does not get added into the passing game, I might not be too upset if he's able to produce at that, with that capability in running the football. Um, like a lot of people believe that he's capable of and Like the franchise tag that he was given kind of uh, requires of him.
1: Normally on a list like this, the quarterback would be number one, but he's not in this particular case. Interesting. Rain Dakota Prescott comes in at number two. I thought the Dak would be one here
0: not even just because he's a quarterback but because the narrative the thing that became such a big deal a big to do because I don't want to use the word narrative because that gets people stirred up um and it's only it's 9:30 at night we don't really need to be stirred up y'all should be getting ready for bed unless you're trucking <laughs> don't worry don't don't get ready for bed if you're trucking keep on trucking but um the the prevailing conversation was the turnovers and how is that going to look this season that's going to be a big difference in in what's you know what the season is right like if if you see the turnovers again that is also going to very much validate the folks that go, yeah, no, he is not it, Mm -hmm. right? There is something wrong here. If he is able to get back to what you anticipated for what he had been previously, which is a a guy who is not turning the ball over, who's safe with the football, but then also capable of running the offense in the way that you want to, being effective, getting the yards that you need to facilitate in the football, that's also very different because you know that the defense is strong and if the offense is capable of putting up the numbers that we've seen it do in the past consistently and also timely Oh, boy, this is a team that is Super Bowl caliber, right? Like, I don't know if anybody's going to get mad at me for saying that. But no. But that's, that's what it is. So I thought that this would be number one. But I I get it because I know where we're going next. Did you have thoughts on the Dak Prescott, too, as opposed to one?
1: Well, the only thing I'll say is, is that for Dak Prescott, I thought last year was an, an anomaly when it comes to the turnovers that he had. I mean, the 15 interceptions that he had is uncharacteristic of him. But staying healthy and cutting down on the turnovers is paramount for him in this office because they will only go as he takes them. But no, I have no qualms at number one because he is arguably the best defensive player in the NFL right now with all due respect to Nick Bosa,
0: Aaron Donald, Micah Parsons. Even if if he can't get off a fit with the basketball jersey. (laughs) Even even then, still one of the best defensive players in the NFL.
1: There is nothing that terrifies me more during the offseason than seeing NFL players trying to hoop. Trayvon and Stephon Diggs had their charity basketball game this weekend. Scared to death because Trayvon was out here, you know, trying to guard his brother, you know, Stephon. Uh, Micah Parsons out here playing a little bit of hoop, you know, with some NBA, prospect, NBA draft prospects. My dog. All right. Just just chill, okay? More important things need to be happening this upcoming season. But, no, I have no argument with Micah Parsons being number one on this list. I don't.
0: Okay, so the thought process, Let's let's walk through this, is – your defense is very important. He is The defense basically goes as he goes. And he's the best player on your football team. Yes. Okay. Um, so it's important that he shows up, right? I get that. Um, but also, in the same way as the C.D. Lamb, where I think C.D. Lamb ends up at four as opposed to a little bit higher up, um, I think that some of that is Michael Parsons, we can expect him to do that. Right? Like, the idea, we had questions, or maybe I shouldn't say we, some folks had questions. Um, I was like, oh man, can he be an all the time defensive? Yes, 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 he can, and be still be one of the best in the league. So, like, I don't know what other questions remain for Micah Parsons, right? Like, can he can he withstand the beating for the full seventeen? Is that the only question that remains?
1: And he's putting on muscle to try to withstand it this upcoming season, because
0: like that's like if the idea is worst worst case scenario, he's going to get you know two games where he's not all the way tip top. I still think that that's really really good, like that's still meeting all the expectations, but he's still going to be important. I guess that's, so that's fair. He's going to be you know, the most important guy on the team. I just feel like he is also one that you can check off right now because he is going to do what you expect of him.
1: From the uh, 6 8 I'll answer this before we go to break real quick. So you think Tony Powell is a 1,000-yard rushing and 1,000-yard receiving type of
0: back. Yeah, I do. I don't know that there's, I don't know if there's enough to eat in a, a thousand thousand for him. Well, the the point is is that there's capability there.
1: Okay. And we have seen when he is utilized the passing game, it's special. The biggest example that I think of from just this past season, you remember in the Minnesota game? He caught a wheel route from Dak Prescott. Yes. Beautifully thrown it was football. Very fun. And it was so much fun to watch. It's like, do that more. Please do that more. I would love to see that. Uh but yeah Tony Pollard is a special back when he is utilized correctly. Question is Will they do so? So get right. Reg KG right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we'll go around the National Football League where the NFL decided to hold the NFL draft in 2025 in this place. And the only question that I have is, why? Next on the Get Right. About to go around the National Football League here on your home of the Cowboys. One hundred and five three. The fan, Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. What's happening? Rigo Mendoza holding down for you here. He's got his uh, his city edition Rangers cap on. Could have used a little bit more luck tonight for the good guys. Unfortunately,
0: are you blaming that on Rigo? Is that you're blaming it on Rodrigo? Wow. Yep. I wore this hat because because uh, I think I've worn every time I've worn this hat we've won until tonight. So, thank you, Rangers.
1: Oh, I was about to say, if you said that every time you wore the hat that they lost, I'm like, well, what you doing? <laughs> like, what are you, what are you doing? I definitely would I would go would've... in the
0: incinerator after that.
1: <laughs> Don't say that too loud. Uh, appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. Also live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash DallasFanCam and on YouTube. Search 105 through the fan on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button while you are there. Check out all of our great video content available anytime on demand it is 9694 with 9:19 left in the fourth quarter the denver nuggets up by 2 as they walked down the los angeles lakers in the third quarter outscoring them 36 to 16 is that good uh it's good for the nuggets okay. not good for the lakers mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. shot a whopping 7 of 24 from the
0: field in the third quarter Not what you want in a closeout game, man. (laughs) Not what you want in a win or go home situation. Lakers were
1: up by as many as 15 in one point in game number four as they look to stave off. Stave. Elimination. If not, the Denver Nuggets, for the first time in franchise history, will be going to the NBA Finals. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll get back into the NBA conversation when it comes to your Dallas Mavericks because there was a lot of uh, scuttlebutt, scuttlebutt, if you will, happening. I, I've been a bad influence on you. Yeah. <laughs> this weekend, when it came to your Mavericks, Kyrie Irving and DeAndre Ayton, we'll talk a little Mads at the top of the hour here on the Get Right. But, Rigo, let's go around the National Football League, and we start by going back to the future, I what? guess. Huh? No, I'm just joking. Uh, we'll start by going into the future because apparently –
0: I was very confused. I was like, wait, I don't understand where we're going here. No. All right, cool. Uh,
1: the NFL looked around and said, hey, we need a place to host a 2025 NFL draft. And Green Bay was like, hey, we'd love to host the NFL draft in 2025. And the NFL said, you know what? You got it. So in 2025, Green Bay,
0: Wisconsin, Brian Broaddus, will host – The NFL's annual selection meeting. Are they doing the thing like the World Cup where they're going to move it? Are they moving the draft to like June? (laughs) Or is the draft still taking place in like April? I
1: think it's still taking
0: place in April. The NFL really doesn't care about anything. They just do whatever. And you know why? Because it's impossible to fail. Like one thing that I love about the NFL, and I really do love <laughs> Don't this. Don't tell it, Mark Cuban that. It makes it makes me laugh. Uh, well, I mean, look, Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban came out here with the you know pigs. Pigs get fed, <laughs> hogs get slaughtered, and where's the slaughter man? Right.
1: That's, that hasn't aged very well. Well, I mean, maybe the slaughter
0: is to come, but I'm just not the one who's going to be preaching that it's coming. But um, with that being said, right, the, the thing that I one of the things that I love the most about the NFL. You know the families that own teams in the NFL, where it's like you know multiple descendants. That's right. Are now you know in, involved after you know it kind of got passed on from a patriarch or a matriarch or something. Jerry. L- well, I'm not, let's not talk about that one. Let's talk about some other ones because uh, that's a little <laughs> close. But um, the thing that I love, it's never it's never the 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 best of the siblings that's running the football team. They're running the other stuff. The one that, the one that actually makes the other money, yes. right? The other business that made them the money to buy the team. That, that's where the best of the siblings is because you know what it's not hard to make money in the NFL like that's the level that's how the NFL works so they just make any old decision put the draft to Green Bay sure is there infrastructure to host the draft to Green Bay probably not is there like a is it a large market where people already there are going to show up and make this a whole bunch of money eh, probably not like it's is, is it even conducive weather wise nah like it's, it's just the thing to do Right, like it's just so they can be like, we're here in historic Green Bay, Wisconsin.
1: Why? Well, well, you know what's different about the Packers versus every other team in the NFL? They don't have a team owner. The people own the Packers. It's the people. Okay, if you say so. It's the people's franchise in Green Bay. One thing I
0: will tell you: 2025. uh, What is that? Uh, all all you college, are you uh seniors or all you uh college freshmen or whatever, right? Don't go to that draft. Don't go there. Don't go there and sit in, the, in their green, green room in Green Bay. You're going to be staying in a Motel 6 in Appleton, Wisconsin to just to get Don't do that. Stay home.
1: Look, if there was don't any year that here, I'm hosting my draft party in South Beach That's right. since in 2025. That's right.
0: Don't go to, don't go to Green Bay. With Y'all not to catch me in?
1: No, not at all. And
0: then get the Will Levis treatment? Absolutely Hell not. Hell no. Absolutely not. Because there couldn't be nothing more embarrassing
1: than slipping in the draft while sitting in Green Bay While it's potentially snowing in late April. Yeah, you can't. can't, Hell no. You can't
0: even be like, all right, now that that's over, let's go somewhere fun. Everywhere's close. And do what? Maybe the Applebee's still open. Like, that's what you got. (laughs) Don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. That's a PSA from the get right.
1: The league announced today that the 2025 NFL draft will be held in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Population 107,395.
0: Unbelievable. Shout out to Titletown, I guess. I hate the NFL sometimes. Why would you do? Uh, all right, we already talked about it. I mean, <laughs> from eight one seven. This
1: seems like very unnecessary hating on Green Bay. No, it's not. And even if Hell it is,
0: no. I decided to. What now? Fight us. <laughs> you say that somebody gonna pull up. <laughs> you see how it is out here. <laughs> As we continue
1: around Green Bay here on the uh, on the get right.
0: Also, I this these opinions are based on years and years of hearing, you know, stories and tales of people that have lived there and worked there Brian and traveled there. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, and it's it's it, like they they'll say nice things about hey man, the people and all that. But like the infrastructure for an event like this, and y'all already know how I feel about the draft. <laughs> Why would I pair those things together? <laughs> oh
1: i can't wait till it's like negative five in the in late april trying to hold the nfl draft yeah good luck with that um as we continue around the nfl shout the, out the the,
0: the the third overall <laughs> overall pick it's so cold out i can't feel my fingers <laughs> well
1: come see me 817 i'll be right here in the dfw com studios mm. come see me 817 says i've been in studio i just might kg i don't know, ha, ha, ha. I don't know. beyond trash, like- Wow. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, right.
0: I don't know who Rego was talking yeah, about I don't, there. No, no. I, I think Bay. all y'all should be. Oh, Green Bay. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I, I think all wow. y'all should
1: be offended. Now nah, we weren't trying to call you know the good people anyway. Um, shout out to the NFL. <laughs> My brother's a Packers fan, so that's, he, he's
0: getting that sound. That's for him. Well, y'all keep that between y'all
1: selves, man. We don't need that on these airways.
0: Yeah, cool. I think you. No, go ahead. You're fine. <laughs> you, got, you got it.
1: Um, shout out to the NFL for looking around and said, "Hey, if y'all need an emergency quarterback, he's not gonna take up a roster spot." yeah that's a smart thing to do well yeah I
0: can get down with that, yeah and I'm sure like there's teams that have that really enjoy it now it, you know for the folks that are wor- worrying um you don't have to have your third quarterback or you you can name an emergency quarterback mm-hmm. that can dress out that does not have to be on your active roster now they do have to be they do have to be on your fifty three man you can't do like the um the practice squad call up thing you uh-huh. can't do that, but if they're on your fifty three man roster they could be your emergency quarterback suited out and in the occasion that you're starting in this instance it's usually two quarterbacks right you're starting your first two quarterbacks are unable to play that third quarterback can play now you know in the instance that one of those quarterbacks is now available to play again that third quarterback would not be eligible anymore Mm. um which I honestly didn't even feel like y'all needed to say because if they the third quarterback I have a feeling that you want to go back pronto to those other cats like you want to get back to what <laughs> but this this is all in the NFL's like benefit because you remember that season, what was that like three, four, actually probably like four or five seasons ago, where all the quarterbacks got hurt and the football was terrible. <laughs> yeah, the NFL's like, no, as a product, having quarterbacks healthy is what we want. It's why we got all these terrible defensive uh or sorry, uh rough in the passer penalties, right? Is because we are not going to allow the quarterbacks to get hurt because that's where the money is. And so the idea being we would rather have a third quarterback pop up here, even if you didn't put him on the active roster, than having K.J. Hamler get out here again, right? Like, that's the way that we want to kick this. All due respect to K.J. Hamler.
1: Hell, you probably didn't have to go back that far. You could have just went back to the NFC title game this past season. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, like, oh, man. That's right. Let me get this arm loosened up because, oh, that's right. Brock Purdy, out. Oh, we got to throw in Josh Johnson. Okay, let's see how that works. Yeah, I'll just dub this the Christian McCaffrey rule because the NFL, as you mentioned, looked around and was like, yeah, we can't have this. Yeah, no, it, it works a lot
0: better if we have somebody who's used to this.
1: Okay, so here's the fun question then. Okay. Let's just use the Cowboys as, you know, we can yes, team.
0: sure. Who are you bringing in? What do you mean bringing in? Will Greer on the roster? Well, he's He's here. I'll ask the question again. Wow. wow, who are you bringing in? Oh, so you you won't be a jerk. I could be a jerk too. Cam Newton. That?
1: Yes, yes.
0: That's exactly where I was going in.
1: Bring in his hair and all. Cam Newton coming to the Cowboys. That's what. That's who
0: I would pick. And you want to know why I pick Cam Newton? Because I just want an opportunity to interview Cam Newton. <laughs> It could go very poorly, I just mind wanna, you. I it could see. go very poorly. Cam Newton has an ability to put his foot in his mouth from time to time. <laughs> However, the possibility that he gives us some Camisms, Oh, man. Some hilarious. Here for
1: it. Anyways. Here for it. Plus, I just want to see Cam Newton in, the, in a Cowboy uniform. Like, how incredible would that be after all the years Cam Newton show up in a Cowboy uniform? Again, don't care if he necessarily plays or not. Just the idea of Cam Newton showing up at AT&T Stadium in a Cowboys uniform. Would be hilarious to me. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks.
0: If you have a more hilarious quarterback, the uh, emergency quarterback, by the way, please send Oh, yeah, in please text right. com, uh, No, 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 no.
1: Just a text line. Just a text line. You're right. Yeah,
0: just a text line. Let me take this off right yep. here. Uh-huh, yep. yep. Don't, <coughs> don't, need, don't need to
1: read that no more. Yep, <coughs> yep, yep. You can let that go. I'm going to blame that on somebody else as I am wont to do. <laughs> uh, speaking of quarterbacks, DeAndre Hopkins was out here talking. Yes, he was. Um, because he apparently wants a quarterback who's a um, you know who loves football, apparently. Among Did other things see that
0: in particular, that was one of the things he, he oh, mentioned, because this is the funny thing about this is I saw I saw this in bits and pieces from various places. I didn't see like the full statements or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I didn't realize that that was part of this.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 DeAndre Hopkins um, was asked on uh, which QBs he loved to have him throwing him the football. Apparently, Josh Allen. Yes. Was his first answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, were these were these ranked? Uh, these are just the five that he gave. Okay, he was on the uh, I Am Athlete podcast. Yes, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, <laughs> right, uh, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, sure, Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm.
0: Justin Herbert. Okay, uh, reasonable names. Which quarterback did he not name on that list? Uh, you about to do the thing where you mentioned the guy who wears number four around these parts? Nope. Okay,
1: fantastic. You 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 missed it already. What I miss? The name that was not on that list.
0: Oh, Kyler Murray? <laughs> His old quarterback. Well, he, if he wants to be traded, he's not going to be traded back to Arizona. That's not how this works. He wants to get out of there. Oh, man.
1: He said, the dude who throws me the football is not one of the top five dudes that I want throwing me the football. And yes, he said he wants stable management. Yeah, I get why you want to be out of there then. <laughs> a QB who loves the game and a great defense. That is
0: what DeAndre Hopkins wants. I mean, and a lot of money. Like, I feel like at some point, you, you asking for a lot there, brother. Like, I get it. Go ahead and ask, because the worst thing they're going to tell you is no. Nope. But I'm just telling you that no is coming. The word says you have
1: not because you ask not. Oh, okay. Go ahead and preach, preacher.
0: <laughs> Go ahead now. That's, that's all the word says. You
1: know, let that marinate for you in your spirit. Uh, so, DeAndre said, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm going to manifest what I want okay. for the rest of my life. All right. Okay? I want stable management, a quarterback that gives a damn about the game, and a good defense. Manifest it for yourself, DeAndre. Get what you believe you deserve. That's all we can ask for in life.
0: Someone said this sounds like Ben DiNucci will be an emergency quarterback for the Cowboys. <laughs> I mean, nah, not, if that's,
1: that's, not if Sean Payton has his way first. Denver
0: Broncos emergency right. quarterback. That's right. Benjamin DiNucci. I don't even know if his name is Benjamin. I oh, you put the, the whole
1: Eagles. government name on him,
0: didn't you? I'm gonna, you know what? Now I'm going to find his middle name. Oh, wow. See what you did? This See is what you be, did? This is going to be a fun exercise. Okay. Oh, This is for you, Reg. Oh, God. what is Steve! <laughs> Deberg, Benjamin Anthony. Benjamin Anthony. Did he look like Anthony? Oh, so his. So we're gonna start Although calling him DiN- Bad. It is Danucci, right? Like it's. It's. I imagine it sounds ben like it's Italian.
1: Bad Danucci. You shouldn't have told me that because
0: now I'm gonna start referring to him as Bad. I'm all gonna start the time. calling him Tony. What? Anthony? Ta- really? Yeah. And he's Italian. Like these are very stereotypical. I want this understood. So Bad even makes it even more better for him to be Bad Tony. Yeah. <laughs> I feel I feel like I'm really walking a line right now that I shouldn't.
1: He' not here no more.
0: No, it's not about him; it's about me. I just put a little accent on that too. They be canceled out here, brother. They ain't gonna put me out on the just street. Buy your,
1: just buy an upside down Dallas hat, and, you know, you'll be all right. Okay. Shout is out is that say. the reparations of sorts? Is that
0: what we're <laughs> is that what you're <laughs> trying to indicate? All right.
1: Shout out to Medford. His
0: his his street name is Quick Hands. Okay.
1: I've never met somebody, and yes, Medford, I'm talking about you right now on the airways. I have never met somebody. Who will buy all the propaganda more than Alec? Uh, Proba,
0: not propaganda than Alec Medford. Oh my goodness!
1: Watch him call into the show. That's fine. He knows I love him. What is he doing? Medford, like me, is a pro wrestling fan. It's past his bedtime, so he to Wow, wow. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> Shout out to Medford.
0: Oh, real we quick before him. we go, did okay. you did you hear that Ben Roethlisberger told Kenny Pickett to his face? I was trying to see you succeed. I look. I appreciate what a that. hater this thing what a hater he was being real with it. he was like look i probably shouldn't say this people gonna, gonna talk crazy about me doesn't matter i gotta i left and you know what that's so real i respect that one of the things if anything that i respect about ben roethlisberger um which are very few if any yeah. like i said but yeah. uh that's real. Like, hey man like i get it hey yeah i want the best for the I want y- I want y'all I want y'all calling me a little bit. I want y'all thinking about it at least. Well, no
1: quarterback who sees another one get drafted to his football team saying, "Hey, I'm a root for that guy because he's coming for my job." Whatever. Ben Roethlisberger, I guess. Uh, that's your trip around the National Football League and Green Bay here on the Get they're, Right. They're a part of the National Football League. Well, you know, okay, the way we were talking about, them, I don't think they were. Coming up next on the Get Right, a lot of scuttlebutt around your Mavs this weekend, including this one on a possible handshake deal already in place for Kyrie Irving. We'll discuss it next on the Get Right. Beyond trash.
0: Baseball is back.